everyone. This is Sarah Lawrence again, back with episode one of what Michael and I have affectionately and officially decided to call the Into the Word with Sarah podcast. We felt like it was a fitting name, um, considering the goal of the podcast is to get you into the word more and ultimately myself into the word more. Um, Today, I I wanted to talk about um, today, which is Wednesday, February 14th. Um, I'm recording this a little bit late. I meant to yesterday, but my eternal excuse is just that I have a baby. Um, and so no one can really fight me on that. <laughs> um, but today, Wednesday, February 14th is Ash Wednesday. And uh, those of you who have grown up in the church may be familiar with what this is, or maybe maybe not. Um, Ash Wednesday is the first day of a 40-day period um, in Orthodox Christianity that we call Lent. Um, and it's uh, 40 days of prayer, fasting, and intentional reflection, which begins today, Ash Wednesday, um, which this year falls on February 14th. And it ends on Holy Thursday, which this year is March 28th. Um, and the idea is that it, paralyzed, or it parallels Jesus's 40 days spent in the desert when he was fasting and being tempted by Satan. Um, and this story is found in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And I'd like to go through that with you now. Um, and so if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to open it up so that way um, you can read along with me or take notes or underline things as you see fit. Um, like I said, this is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. It says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, saying, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. It's a pretty short passage of scripture, um, despite being a pretty significant one, significant enough for us to um, define a I guess what you could consider a religious holiday. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about Lent, Ash Wednesday, what it means, um, and and ways that we can apply it practically now um, in the current day and age. Um, so Lent is meant to be an intentional time of sacrifice and fasting and dependence on God. Um, the goal of Lent is to help us dive deeper into our relationship with Jesus, um, our understanding of our faith, to spend more intensive time studying in scripture, and ultimately to just generally reorient our lives towards Christ um, when so many things are competing for our attention. Um, it's also meant to humble us. In 2 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about talks to God um, and asks him to remove what he calls a thorn in his flesh. And we don't know exactly what he meant by this. It could have been a physical, mental, spiritual sickness or illness. Um, we have no idea. Uh, but at the end of the day, God tells him no, and he says that he's not going to take it away from him. And he says that the reason why he will not remove this thorn in the flesh that Paul has is that um, his grace is sufficient for Paul. 
and that the Lord's power is made perfect and revealed through our weakness. Um, and I think ultimately what is special about this verse is um, Paul's attitude in response. Um, he goes on to say, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. Um, it takes a lot of strength to be weak. Uh, we live in a culture that really, really despises weakness and humility and and wants us to be proud of ourselves and to um, obsess over ourselves in a way that's not godly and it's not what scripture calls us to do and wants us to be strong and proud and independent when God has created us to be dependent on him and and on each other in some ways um so God has ultimately called us to be very countercultural um in viewing weakness as a gift uh and ultimately like like Paul said an opportunity to delight in the Lord's strength and power it's it's freeing ultimately when you consider it um that the Lord has made us weak so that we can be dependent on him. It frees us of a lot of responsibility um, because it means that we don't have to, to carry our burdens and carry our difficulty and our pain and our struggle alone. Um, and so uh, before I get to kind of the practical application of, of how we can um, participate in Lent, I do want to briefly mention um, a little bit about what Ash Wednesday is meant to be, which, like I said, is today. Um, the day on which Lent begins. And it's intended to symbolize the death of our old selves prior to salvation and our desperate need for reconciliation with God. Um, Symbolism of ashes are used all throughout scripture, um, representing mourning and death. Um, And so it's uh, Ash Wednesday is kind of meant to be an opportunity for us to grieve our sin and to repent to God. Um, sort of allowing us to kind of clean the slate before we begin the period of Lent where we're sacrificing something, giving up something. Um, And so a little bit of practical application for you um, regarding this. Uh, Before I get, sorry, one more thing. Before I get into the practical application of it, I want to mention one more thing about kind of um, the importance of your heart behind participating in Lent. Uh, and, And that goes back to humility. Um, it's really important that when we approach, um, the act of fasting, whether it's through Lent or just at some point during the year that you choose to fast and whether it's from food or habits, social media, whatever it may be, um, we're called to do it with a humble heart. Uh, I think it's in Matthew six, where it talks about the importance of doing things like prayer, giving, fasting, um, only for the Lord and not for the attention of other people. Um, that was a a really big problem among the Pharisees is that they would intentionally pray in the square where people would see them and they were doing it for the purpose of being seen. And so Jesus is speaking directly to this in Matthew 6 when he tells us to to pray in quiet or to pray in secret. Um, He's not telling us to to hide our faith or to hide that we pray, but rather to to do it as an act of service to the Lord and not for other people to see us. Ultimately, when, when you do these things, when you pray and fast and give, it will positively affect people around you. Um, it'll cause you to be more patient, more loving, more Christ-like, ultimately. Um, and so they will affect other people, and, and people will see the, the heart change and the character change in you. Um, but the importance is that we're not doing it for the sake of being seen um, and for the purpose of wanting to be viewed as 
more holy or the better Christian or the stronger Christian, the more godly Christian, um, because we're not. Um, even even the strongest Christians are are equally as weak and equally equally as need in need of Jesus as you know the new Christian is. Um, and so here's here's some finally some practical application. Uh, so there are, there are a lot of ways that you can take part in Lent. It's very much an individual um, experience. Um, some believers partake in intense fasting. Um, you may have heard of something called the Daniel fast. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that uh, it's it's pretty intense. They cut out a lot of stuff, food um, or meat, alcohol, sugar. Um, it's a very intense fast. So that's for like the legit people. Um, but Usually most people will cut out a particular food that um, might be kind of tempting for them, like sugar, alcohol, meat, <laughs> individually, just not all together. Um, or some people choose to cut out a particular practice or habit, um, like using social media, playing video games, um, maybe listening to secular music, if that's something that you've begun to feel convicted about. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a very individual experience. Um, what you choose. And so ultimately, one of the best ways to do this is um, I'm a big proponent of journaling. And so I think it could be helpful to write down like, hey, what's something that I find myself spending a lot of time doing um, that isn't really benefiting me that could be replaced with something else that's um, more productive, more oriented towards reading scripture, towards praying, towards, you know, communicating with God, towards worshiping. and like I said, if you find that maybe you could use your um, your screen time on your phone and look and see that you're spending a lot of time on YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that you use um, on your phone, or maybe you play a lot of video games and you find that you're spending too much time on that. Um, or like I said, you could analyze your kind of dieting practices. I found that I'm um, very weak when it comes to sugary drinks. And so for Lent, I've decided to cut out sugary drinks, um, especially things like coffees with sweet creamers and sugar and syrups and all that sort of thing. Um, so that might be appealing to you if that's something that you find that, um, you're indulging in too much. Um, and so once you have decided what you want to fast from, the idea is to replace whatever it is you're fasting from with, um, activities that are oriented towards God and that point your heart and your eyes towards the Lord. Um, so prayer, worship, listening to Christian music, to worship music, reading scripture. You can listen to podcasts if you're the type to listen to podcasts, which if you're listening to this, you're probably the type to listen to podcasts. Um, there are a lot of resources out there for really great um, theological and Christian podcasts. Some of them are more theology heavy and some are more encouragement heavy. Um, I kind of want to do a mix of both with this podcast. Um, and so, like I said, the idea is, is to replace whatever you're fasting with or fasting from with prayer, worship, scripture reading, um, especially when you begin to experience cravings for those foods or habits. Because um, inevitably, when you're cutting out something that you're regularly consuming, be it consuming through your mouth or through your ears and your eyes, um, you are, you know, you're developing a habit by consuming those things regularly. And so when you cut them out, um, you're going to have some form of withdrawal where you want it. Um and so, like I said, whenever you, you know, say you're cutting out sugar, you start to get that strong craving for sugar. Um, take it to the Lord in prayer, journal about it, read some scripture, um, listen to some worship music and like really focus on it and really pay attention to the lyrics. And um, ultimately, like what this is meant to do is 
to help you improve your self-discipline and to sort of spur you on to further depend on God for your strength. Because we think that we can do it alone. Um, but when we really think about it, we we know better. We're no, we know that we're not capable of of cutting out these things in our lives alone without the strength of the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really about all I have for Lent. Uh, if you, if you're not sure if you want to participate, I really encourage you to, I think it is so beneficial, um, for so many reasons, um, not only for the sake of, you know, improving your self-discipline and, um, cutting out poor habits or poor eating habits, but, uh, like I said, it, it's it's meant to kind of reorient you and and get you back on track and kind of strengthen your relationship with the Lord and um, get you back into the Word, get you into the Word if that's something you struggle with is being consistent with being in Scripture. This is an opportunity to help you get back into it um, more consistently. And so I hope this has been helpful for you. I would love to hear um, if you've decided to participate in Lent. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for you and I'm praying for you and I, I hope that it goes well for you. Thank you.